Good morning. Uh, do we have any announcement other than we are not having assembling tonight? Um, we do have ladies study on Thursday, so over at the park house there will be ladies ladies study. Anything else? When will Bill be back? Bill will be back on Tuesday evening. Tuesday so night. Bill will be back Tuesday, so he'll probably be back doing his weekly Bible studies back to normal there. So with that, let's go to Matthew chapter 13. Start out and uh, going to the parable of the sower, kind of piggyback off of uh, the last lesson I did, which was that family camp. Starting in verse 18, Jesus says, Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the road. And the one on whom the seed was sown on the rocky places, this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary, and when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. And the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word, and the worry of the world, and the deceitfulness of wealth, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And the one on whom seed uh, was sown on the good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth uh, some hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. And so, uh, this is the passage I read at family camp, and uh, uh, we were talking about uh, uh, persevering through the worries of the world. And uh, the word worries or cares of the world, uh, if you read in King James, um, in the Strong's is number 3308, but it, it comes from 3307. And uh, it's uh, through the idea of distraction, this is what, how it reads in the Strong's, through the idea of distraction, um, solicitude, which is care or uh, concern for someone or something. And so, you know, worries of the world, I mean, they are real. I mean, everybody has them. And, uh, uh, you know, especially things going on now, people worried about the economy, uh, keeping their jobs. I mean, okay, like Scott, you know, you lost their jobs and you know, that is a legitimate worries. And, uh, uh, you know, as Americans, we are uh, concerned about losing our freedom, losing, losing the right to bear arms, losing, the, losing religious freedom. And, uh, you know, there are just so many things going on in the world that uh, people are worried about. You know, uh, one is worldwide, you know, uh, a certain virus that uh, people are really focused on. And, uh, you know, people are focused on these things. You know, the world are focused on these things, dwelling on these things. And, uh, you know, all you have to do is take a look at Facebook. 
what people are thinking about and uh, what they are dwelling on. And many of the brethren are focused on the same thing uh, in these trying times. And, uh, you know, uh, all these things we are worried and concerned about, you know, thing is, do we, do we see them as a distraction? You know, if you look at the parable and, uh, you know, who's the one that's stopping or trying to keep us from bearing fruit? Well, it is Satan. You know, what does Satan use to keep us from bearing fruit? Well, one of the things is the worries of the world. If he can distract us and keep us from doing what we should be doing, uh, he's, uh, he's winning the war. And so we don't want him to win. And so uh, we got to be careful by what we are being distracted by. You know, um, thinking of, uh, oh, there's a good example in uh, uh, Luke. Luke chapter 10. And uh, interesting that... Uh, Jesus uses pretty much all the words of the definition uh, in this passage. And uh, um, we're going to see uh, one who is distracted and concerned about uh, things that uh, they shouldn't be. Starting in verse 38. Luke chapter 10. Helps if I get in the right passage. Alright. Now, as they were traveling along, he entered the village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And she had a sister called Mary, who was seated on the Lord at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations, and she came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone, then tell her to help me. But Martha, Martha, uh, in, but the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. And so, you know, uh, this is a great example where Jesus actually uses the word distracted and concerned and cared about. You know, things that aren't in, as important. We see uh, Mary, who is uh, at his feet listening to him. And, uh, you know, there are more important things than just the things of the world that we should be focused on. And so, uh, our focus should be on the things of God. Which brings me to my main point today. Let's go to... 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And we're going to see the same word being used as uh, uh, the worries or the cares of the world. Exact same word, same definition. 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 11, and we're going to pick it up in verse 22. 
Paul says, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I speak as if in saying I more so. In far more labors and far more imprisonment, beaten times without number, often in danger of death. Five times I received from the Jews thirty-nine lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I spent in the deep. I have been on frequent journeys and dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from countrymen, dangers from Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, dangers among false brethren. I've been in labor and hardship through many sleepless nights and hunger and thirst, often without food and cold and exposure. Apart from such external things, there is the daily pressure on me of concern for all the churches. And so, uh, you know, we see a list of things of Paul trying to prove his apostleship, and uh, but all the things he went through uh, for the sake of Christ Jesus. But uh, at the right, at, right at the end there, he uh, he says, apart from such external things, there is the daily pressure on me of concern for all the churches, and. Uh, uh, so we have, you know, really his, his main concern is for all the churches. You know, and this is a, a, something that is daily. You know, the pressure is daily, on him daily, that concern for all the churches. And, and so we see that word, the same as, you know, as the, the saying that the worries of the world, the cares of the world. And, you know, really, if we are going to have concern for something, what should be our, and who should be our main concern? Well, it ought to be the church. It should be the brethren. And, uh, uh, you know, what, you know, if we are going to be distracted by something, <laughs> who should be the one distracting us? Well, it should be the church. It should be uh, the brethren that we are being distracted, you know, should be distracted by. You know, they should be our focus. You know, we should be concerned about all the brethren. And, you know, there are many things to be worried about for all the brethren. But we're going to take a look at two main things that uh, Paul was concerned about uh, for the, uh, the overall church. And so I'd like to take a look at these two examples, what his, uh, the two concerns are. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, and we'll start in verse 24. Paul says, Now I rejoice in my suffering for your sake, and in my flesh I do my share on behalf of the body, which is the church, in filling up what is lacking in Christ's affliction. Of this church I was made a minister according to the stewardship from God uh, bestowed on me for your benefit, so that I might fully carry out the preaching of the word of God. That is, uh, the mystery which had been hidden from the past ages and generations, but uh, now has been manifested to its, to its saints. 
to whom God has willed to make known what is the riches of his glory, of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And we proclaim him, admonishing every man, teaching every man with all wisdom, so that we may present every man complete in Christ Jesus. For this purpose also I labor, striving according to his power, which mightily works in me. So we see uh, Paul and his, uh, really his main service to the church. But uh, we see that uh, right at the end here, what his purpose is. He says, we proclaim him, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may present every man complete in Christ. For this purpose, I also labor. And, uh, you know, really the, the main goal isn't just to preach the gospel. The main goal that everybody would be complete in Christ Jesus. Complete, mature in Christ Jesus. And so, uh, you know, he, he's looking beyond just, the, you know, teaching the gospel. He, you know, he wants people to make it into heaven. And so for this purpose, he labored uh, through the power of God. And uh, so... It was a great concern uh, when uh, Christians were not growing and maturing and, uh, you know, in a lot of cases, backsliding. And, uh, you know, and so uh, we'll look at a few examples where this was an actual concern for Paul. Let's go back to 2 Corinthians in chapter 12. Second Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 19, uh, Paul writes, All this time you have been thinking that we are defending ourselves to you. Actually, it is in the sight of God that we have been speaking in Christ and for all your upbuilding, beloved. For I am afraid that perhaps when I come, I may find you to be uh, not what I wish, but may be found by you to be not what uh, you wish, that perhaps there are will be strife, jealousy, angry tempers, disputes, slander, gossip, arrogance, disturbances. Uh, I'm afraid that when I come again, uh, my God may humiliate me before you, and I may mourn over many of those who have sinned in the past and have not repented or uh, of the impurity, uh, immorality, and sensuality uh, which they have, have practiced. And so... You know, if you're familiar with uh, the church at Corinth, uh, in the first letter, it was not a very nice letter. And, uh, you know, in uh, chapter 3, he talks to, you know, he kind of gets on after them that uh, they were still fleshly because there was, you know, um, uh, disputes and jealousy and strife and, you know, because of they were so fleshly-minded. And so, uh, you know, he's, here you, you see him having the concern that he may find them still that way, you know, and so um, that was one of his concerns. Let's go to uh, Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. 
Galatians chapter 4. And we'll read verses 8 through 11. All right. However, at that time when you did not know God, you were slaves to those which by nature are no gods. But now you have come to know God, or rather be known by God. How is it that you turn back again to the weak and worthless uh, elemental things to which you desire to be enslaved all over again? You observe days and months and seasons and years. I fear for you that perhaps I have labored over you in vain. And so, uh, you know, he's concerned that uh, they've gone back to the elementary things and, uh, you know, instead of the more uh, mature thinking, you know, they kind of backslid in their thinking and uh, not where he wants them to be. First Thessalonians chapter 3. Verse 10, he says, uh, As we night uh, and day keep praying most earnestly that we may see your face and may complete what is uh, lacking in your faith. And so Paul is hoping to see them again and to complete what was lacking in their faith. You know, they haven't been uh, fully taught all they need to, to know. And so, you know, his concern for the church is that they would uh, grow and mature in the faith. And there's a whole lot there. I mean, Paul goes through his letters. Uh, there's a lot of details in, you know, growing. You know, you think of, you know, there's uh, the knowing, knowing Christ Jesus, you know, having the full knowledge of, of Christ Jesus and who he is uh, to having his character, you know, his purpose uh, to uh you know our individual service to the church you know growing in all these things is uh uh maturing in the faith and uh you know paul was genuinely concerned that uh, uh people were not growing and uh, we're just you know unfortunately it goes back to being distracted by so many things you know especially of the world and so uh you know, how many of us know Christians who have, well, who were this way, who have backslidden, who have fallen away, who have never grown? I mean, I've been in churches where they never get past the elemental things, you know, helping the saints to grow and mature in the faith and, uh, you know, not equipping uh, the saints. And uh, so uh, it is a concern that uh, really that all of us, need to have you know we should be praying and encouraging and you know uh doing whatever we can to help each other to grow and mature in the faith staying in the faith okay yeah the second thing paul was really concerned about and, you know, this is coming from Paul, who is an apostle, a teacher, um, one whose main thing was to uh, preach and teach the gospel. 
and uh, um, helps things grow. Go to Acts chapter 20. Paul has uh, journeyed over to uh, back to Ephesus and uh, he has uh, gathered up the, the elders of Ephesus to talk to them and uh, we'll pick it up in uh, let's see 26. Paul says to them, Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men. For I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole purpose of God. Be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And... From among your own selves, men will arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away the, uh, the disciples after them. Therefore, be on the alert. Remember that night and day, for a period of three years, I did not see you to admonish each one with tears. And now I command, commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give, uh, give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. And... Uh, We'll read on down to verse 35. I have coveted no one's silver or gold or clothes. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my own needs and to the men who were with me. In everything, I showed you that by working hard in this manner, you must help the weak and remember the word of the Lord Jesus that he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And so one of the other main thing that uh, Paul is concerned about all the churches is uh, false teachers coming in. False teachers and uh, with that uh, uh, false teaching. And, uh, you know, that, that is a tough thing. You know, you really got to be on guard. In fact, he tells them to be on guard for these things. And, uh, uh, and uh, you know, pretty tough you know that's one of satan's biggest weapons you know he is the father of lies and uh, well he uses false teachers uh to teach false doctrine which will well take away uh saints to follow them and uh, so unfortunately they they fought you know they'll find those who will follow men rather than uh, the doctrine of, of God. In fact, if we go to 1 Timothy chapter chapter 1, see that uh, Paul tells Timothy to, to remain on at Ephesus. Uh, we see First uh, Timothy chapter 1, starting in verse 3. It says, as I urged you upon my departure from Macedonia, remain on at Ephesus so that you may instruct certain men not to teach strange doctrine, nor pay attention to myths 
and endless genealogies, which give rise to mere speculations rather than furthering the administration of God, which is by faith. But the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. For some men, straying from these things, have turned aside to fruitless discussion, wanting to be teachers in the law, even though they do not understand either what they are saying or the matters about which they make confident assertions. But we know that the law is good. One uses it lawfully, realizing the fact that law is not made for the righteous person, but for those who are lawless and rebellious, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who kill their fathers and mothers, uh, for murderers and immoral men and homosexuals and kidnappers and liars and perjurers and whatever else is contrary to sound teaching, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God which I have been entrusted. And so, you know, already uh, there were men in Ephesus who were uh, straying from the truth and uh, teaching things that they should not be teaching. Uh, and so, you know, Paul's not the only one who was warned against false teachings. Uh, Jesus warned <laughs> quite a few times against uh, uh, false teaching, false teachers, uh, may, other men who wrote letters to the churches uh, warned of, of the same thing. And, uh, and so this warning is throughout the scriptures. You know, to be careful, you know, that we ought to be careful for these things. And so it's so important that we have uh, solid men of faith who teach the Word of God accurately. And, uh, you know, it's really on each of us to, to check out. Make sure that uh, the teachers are saying the right thing, what is according to the Word, the Word of God. And so uh, let's end up by going to... Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, and we'll start in verse 11. And he gave some as apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of faith, and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves, and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. And so we see just in this passage alone, the, the two concerns being talked about. Uh, the reason why God sent, you know, apostles, uh, prophets, and te uh, pastors, and teachers uh, for the equipping of the saints, building up the body, so that they may come to maturity 
and so that they may not be taken uh what that say there uh no longer be children tossed here and there uh by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men craftiness and deceitful schemes and so you know two things there that come to maturity and so that we also wouldn't be uh taken into to false teaching you know which destroys the church and so uh, you know we kind of get the idea here of what we ought to be concerned about you know god is concerned about spiritual things he is concerned for his children that uh, they would make it to heaven you know and so um As new creations, you are citizens of heaven. Uh, those who should be setting their minds on things of the spirit, setting their mind on things above, uh, not on things of the earth. So these are a couple things we ought to be concerned about. And, uh, you know, of course, there are a lot of little other details that go in with those things. And so, um, you know, we ought to be focused on those things because in the end, like uh, I think it's uh, what Ryan said earlier, in the end, nothing else matters. These things, you know, the, the worries of the world are passing away. You know, but what remains is the kingdom of God. And so uh, we, we need to be focused and concerned on what remains. So with that, let's ask the Lord's blessing on the rest of the week. Father God in heaven, we're just so thankful for the wisdom of your word. And, uh, you know, uh, there are worries of the world, but as Jesus promised, uh, the things that we need, what we eat, we need uh, food and, and drink and, and, and uh, clothes to wear. Uh, Father, he knows we need these things, but he wants our, our focus to be uh, seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. Father God in heaven, we pray that uh, we would uh, be dwelling on these things rather than the things of the earth and that we would be concerned for the church, the growth, spiritual growth of the church and that, uh, um, you know, that we should be helping each other, building each other up and, uh, you know, and just making sure that uh, our doctrine is pure. And uh, Father God in heaven, uh, how we're thankful that we get to see what uh, you are concerned about, and we should be making it our concern. Father, we ask your blessing now upon uh, uh, this time as we uh, encourage one another to love and good deeds, and uh, also uh, the rest of the week, that we would shine the light of Christ Jesus uh, to this uh, wicked and perverse generation. We pray this in Christ's name, that he'd be glorified in these things. In his name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm. uh, Thanks once again for listening. To download today's lesson plan or find out more about Cornerstone Truth Podcast and our church, please go to www.cornerstonetruth.org or email us at thecornerstonetruth at gmail.com. Have a blessed week.